Welcome back. I'm sitting down with somebody who's a fighter, who's kind of like Wonder Woman, and she's pretty awesome. Her name's Mallory, and here we go. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Step Up to the Mic, and that's what's going to happen today. Before we get into who I'm sitting across the table with, my name is Corey Scally. This is Step Up to the Mic podcast, where we have passionate people having passionate conversations. We're here at the Ezekiel Project in New Philadelphia, Ohio. Um, if you haven't heard of them, be sure to check them out. Um, Ezekiel Project rocks. Um, I think their philosophy is don't suck, and so. We can talk about that in a different day. Um, but I am here with a friend of mine. Her name is Mallory. What's up? <laughs> and Mallory, um, welcome to Step Up to the Mic um, podcast. I know you've listened to a few episodes. Yeah, I'm um, happy to be here. Fantastic. Is this a weird feeling right now? Is no, this, this is totally you're, natural. You're like, I got this. Put a microphone in front of me. I'm just going to take it away. I got this. So, so Mallory's going to do something really bold and brave today. Mm. Um, she's going to talk about her weight loss journey with us and the title what we're going with is Wonder Woman hashtag yeah. fight mal fight and we're going to talk a little bit about those two, even those two things yeah um, but uh, if you haven't listened to Preach yet you got to listen to Preach yet a little bit about who Mallory is um, I think the, there was a rabbit talk in there or something about yeah. something yeah Some rabbit with a tail rabbit with a tail <laughs> and so but um, if you don't know anything just a quick update Mallory's a really bold honest person who's going to be really real where you, you fit this podcast by the way because we're pretty passionate people having passionate conversations yeah. who are pretty uh, real, um, vulnerable, and really bold. And so I like it. Um, so we're here. You're going to do this with us. And uh, you just actually came back from a workout just now. You deadlifted 145 pounds. 145 pounds, 25 yeah. times. Yeah. Five sets of five. Five sets of five. 145 pounds. 145 pounds. Let's do it. <laughs> and you know what? That should I, just be your phrase. Let's do it. <laughs> I can't feel my legs or your legs right. anything. And then you came in, you had a, a Wendy's salad, right? I did. Shout and out then, to Wendy's for having amazing Southwest avocado salad. Right on. And then you have also, what are you drinking? I am drinking, it, this is from this morning, but yeah. it is a uh, grande iced sugar-free vanilla soy latte. Boom. Awesome. Well, let's just jump in. Um, you've lost how many pounds? Let's just get, to, get after it. 50 pounds. In how much time? Like 14 and a half, 15 weeks. How many months is that? Three and a half. Three and a half months. Yeah. 15 four, weeks. Yeah. Four, yeah. four months. Yeah, four months, something. four months. You've lost 50 pounds. 50 pounds. That's incredible. I've never lost that much weight in my That's life. That's incredible. <laughs> How in the world, let's just talk about the story of getting there. Um, mm. Can you open up a little bit about what was going through your mind 50 pounds heavier um, four months ago? What were you working through? And then also, how, how did you decide, okay, this is what we got to do. I got, I got to get going. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Let's just jump off this cliff Let, right let's now. Do it, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Um, yeah. So it was actually uh, you and your wife, Olivia, mm. um, who got me started going to Route 250 here in New Philly. And man, I remember that night. Um, I think Whitney Nims was there. Yeah. Too. yeah. And Whitney Nims. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bro, well, I don't even know where to start. Well, <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you remember of that night? Oh, sorry talking in that conversation yeah so um a little bit 
about where I was back in like April, May, June. Mm-hmm. Um, back in April, I was sexually abused uh, by someone who came into my home. And that's a whole whole other story for another mm-hmm. another podcast. But um, those months that were after that were very dark. Um, I was very depressed, very suicidal, and my life was not reflecting Jesus. Um, I was sad, very sad. Um, and I just remember coming over to your house almost, almost in a way of, a cry for help. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, that's what it was. Um, I didn't really have a community at the time. I wasn't very intentional with the church. Um, I just kind of stepped back from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people do that, it's noticeable. And um, I was at a point to where I was basically wanting to end my life. And so I came over to your house and just kind of poured my heart out. And mm-hmm. I remember you saying, what if I can help you? What if I have a resource and honestly, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I was really mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so used to it. It's, I, let's do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was really mad because, you know, my whole life I've been overweight. Mm. I've always struggled with the weight. Um, and every time somebody, whether it was doctors or my family, uh, friends, it's always like, well, if you just lost the weight, you would feel better. I know. You know, not always the best sentence to say, because if anybody doesn't know what I look like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the weight loss program with mm-hmm. you as well. I'm, I, shrug, I struggle with being overweight as well, too. So like when I hear sentences like that, I'm like, I want to smack you. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But it was so good, Corey. Like, I am so mm-hmm. glad that you were bold enough to say that. Um, and basically you were like, okay, I have this pamphlet here and I'm going to show you a uh, route 250, 12 week transformation. And I want you to do it. Will you do it? And I remember saying, yeah. And you're like, do you know what you're actually committing to? <laughs> and I'm like, I'll pray about it. Yeah. And, uh, the following day I was actually leaving to go and visit my aunt, um, mm. in Indiana for a week. And, I'm like, yeah, I'll pray about it. But truth was, like, I wasn't planning on coming back. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's how deep I was in my depression. I wasn't planning on coming back. And I remember um, being at your house, crying, sobbing, and being completely mad because yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Ugh. I remember asking you, I remember just making an observation. I said, Mal, you seem like you don't feel anymore yeah yeah that's are you, are you tired of being numb mm-hmm. to everything that's going on w- with you right now yeah I remember that and I remember pretty much saying yeah I feel nothing mm-hmm. um that's a big deal because you're you're feeler I am I'm a very sensitive person yeah. yeah um yeah so for me to get to that point was very uncomfortable and it was a place that I didn't really think I was going to be able to get out of hmm. um, because I had, I had allowed it to get that far, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, we went for a prayer night. Right. Uh, shout out to the Boyds. Right. <laughs> Johnny are, Sarah. Yeah. Right. Friends in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went over to their house. We did a prayer night and I just remember the Holy Spirit just coming over me and saying, ask for prayer. 
have them pray over I you. Remember that. I yeah. Remember that. Been- and everybody was getting ready to leave. And I, I pulled you aside. And I'm like, Corey, I really, I, I need people to pray. And I was terrified yeah. because that meant I had to be vulnerable. I had to be honest. This was Johnny Sears' last prayer night. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to make it about me. I don't want to talk about this stuff. And, but you know what, man, when God's people come together, <laughs> oh, right. Freedom, yeah. man, you know, and. So we prayed probably for a good 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I went on this road trip to Indiana and on the way there, the Lord just said, I have adopted you. I have chosen you. You are mine mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are worthy. You are worthy to live. Mm-hmm. And that whole week, um, it was like this clarity came over me. And I remember I was laying in bed and I got this phantom pain in my leg and a couple months back, I had a blood clot, um, and that was very painful. And so all of a sudden, I'm having the same pain that was associated with this blood clot. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have another blood clot. Right. And then this thought, you're going to die. And you're going to die because of your weight. And, you know, something that the Lord has constantly told me year after year for the, probably the past five years is... Mallory, I have amazing plans for you, but I can't use you Hmm. to the fullest until you lose this weight. And it was almost like Jesus was asking, do you love me enough to trust me in this process? And then I called you and I'm like, Corey, I'm going to do it. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a, that's a long answer to that first question, but yeah. And then we, we made a quick video and and people chipped in and paid for you. Yeah, your, they your did. Weight loss program, yes, right? thank like, you to everybody who did that. That, yeah, yeah. that was incredible. Um, it kept me accountable. It kept me yeah. going, and it was like this. I, I hit a wall, hmm. and it was a wall of I don't want to live like this anymore. And you know, I'm 27 years old. I have multiple chronic illnesses. Um, one of them, I have a heart condition mm-hmm. called POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia. I have type two diabetes, um, asthma, <laughs> like I have joint pain, muscle pain, like the list just goes on and on and on. And I'm 27. Right. Uh, whenever I was 23, I had a doctor basically tell me that if I don't lose the weight by the time I'm 35, I, I'm going to have a heart attack or a stroke. Wow. And, but that, even that, even hearing that wasn't enough for right. me to change Right. my lifestyle. And I truly believe it was the power of the Holy Spirit just literally coming over me and saying, you're going to do this hmm. and you're going to do it well and you're going to succeed. And so, yeah. And here we are 50 pounds. Right. <laughs> and, and there's so many things we're going to talk about. I, I just, I know we made a few notes here. Um, can you talk a little bit about your relationship with food in the past oh, and, boy. and even now, like knowing you're coming in with a Applebee or not, uh, Wendy's salad. <laughs> yeah. With a modified Starbucks drink that has very little sugar in it, you know yeah. what I mean, and you're you're drinking a water there, and like, and I've seen a lot of food you're eating compared to what life was. So, like, yeah. can you talk a little, bit, a little bit about the relationship with your food in your past and how it's affected now? Mm, yeah. So i I remember at a very young age, um, probably around the time I was like nine or ten. Uh, if any of you remember the restaurant Ponderosa, that, Ponderosa. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite place as a kid. And, uh, my family, we went there often, not all the time, but 
man, when we went, we went out hard. And I just remember eating so much that when we left, um, I was in physical pain um, because I just ate and ate and ate. And I remember walking to the car and just being in physical pain. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I could not catch my breath. And as a nine or 10 year old, that was probably the first time that I really felt shame um, with my eating. And, um, yeah. And I just, I remember thinking, no, why, why are you doing this to yourself? Right. You know, and however a nine or 10 year old would, (laughs) would put that concept. Right. Um, but yeah. And you know, when you go to a buffet, (laughs) you want to get your money's worth. Yeah. 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 You eat like Kings, Queens. Pretty sure American. Some American made up a buffet idea. Oh, I have no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) I have no doubt. Um, But yeah, and, you know, it was always like, oh, how many plates can you eat at this buffet? Or, And I grew up going to Ponderosa, to Chinese buffets, to all you can eat. You know, it was endless. And um, my family, um, my on my mom's side, we are very much proud of the fact that we're Italian. And so holidays, um, you had the lasagna, you had the, the meatballs and you know, you had it all. Food is food is like culture. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And man, Hmm. you know, I just, yeah. So ever since I I was little, uh, food has always been there. It's always, uh, been around. It's always been accessible. And so growing up that really established an unhealthy relationship. I remember another time, um, in my early teens where my mom had just, uh, gone to the grocery store and she bought my favorite lunch meat, which was salami. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember sneaking the food and almost in a sense of hoarding. Hmm. Um, I didn't want mom to know. Yeah. And, you know, I was getting to that age to where, we would start to have conversations about, hey, you really need to be careful about what you're eating. Um, you know, I was pretty active in softball um, at that time too. So, yeah. Um, hmm. But the salami, man. The salami. It, the salami. So good, isn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I took four or five pieces, thick yeah. pieces, yeah. and I went into one of the back rooms of the house and shoved it all in my mouth. And I started choking. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm choking. I can't breathe. And, hmm. and realizing I'm going to need help. And mom, mom's going to know. And it was that, that pride. Like, oh man, I got to swallow my pride. And now I have to feel shame. Right. And I just remember the disappointment in my mom's voice saying, Mal, why did you do that? And, you know, and that was also another big, uh, I guess reality check for me that man, maybe I really do have a problem. And I was probably 12, 13, maybe 14 years old at that time. Um, yeah. So I really started gaining weight. Um, my junior years, um, like seventh, eighth grade, uh, the summer between my eighth and ninth grade year, I gained 80 pounds. Um, and my mom, she would take me to doctors and they just, it's, it's a hormone thing you know, puberty. Hey. (laughs) And, um, you know, my mom, she was very, 
she did what she could. Yeah. And she tried to help me in a lot of ways. Um, but I just kept gaining weight. And by the time I was 18, um, whenever I was a senior in high school, I was probably pushing about 250 to 275. And by the time I was 23, I was over 300 pounds. Um, yeah. And it just, I became a binge eater. Can I ask you what your starting weight was doing this weight loss program? Yeah. 366 pounds. And where are you at now? I just weighed in at 316. Wow. it's incredible. And where do you want to be? 175. That's 191 pound weight loss by the end of that. Heck yeah. And even then I'm not going to be done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be powerlifting at that point. (laughs) For you to just be honest and open like that, that's, that's inspiring. What, tell me about your food relationship now. Like enjoying the healthy eating or do you feel like it, do you miss eating the the chunky salami? Like, like, (laughs) Not in that aspect. Right, no. right. <laughs> I don't miss choking. Like, do you th- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that. But like, do you miss the food you used to eat? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I definitely am someone who has FOMO, fear of missing out. Okay. Um, like one example that I can think of is this past summer, I went on vacation down to Myrtle Beach. It was my first time going to Myrtle. And I went with two of my really good friends. And we had just spent like an hour and a half on this boat ride okay out in the middle of the ocean it was awesome and of course by the time we're done we're super hungry and one of the girls was like hey can we just grab something really quick Hmm. and the other girl was like yeah let's let's go to cookout and I just remember like "Mm, do they have healthy options oh yeah they have healthy options (laughs) you know and I remember walking up to the menu and just looking at it and their chicken I don't know what involved, like what it, what it all involved, but the calorie mm. count was over a thousand calories. Wow! And so I'm assuming that came with a drink and fries and yeah. the, the chicken. And I, I looked at my friends and I said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to eat here. And that was the first time that I've ever done that because oh. I am definitely someone, my social environment yeah. Yeah. impacts. I'm like that too. Affects. Right. What I eat, when I eat, how much. Right. You know, um, but yeah, and I ended up going to Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And I got a grilled chicken wrap and yeah. I felt good. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it, my mindset towards food has definitely changed within these past four months. Hmm. Um, whenever I was around 13, um, I started having binge eating. Yeah, that, so that yeah. was one of my questions next because you you opened to me about oh, your eating disorder and mm-hmm. binge eating. Yeah, so could could we go into that next? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, whenever I was thirteen, I really started binge eating. I started um, that's whenever my depression and anxiety really started kicking in. Hmm. I got made fun of a lot in school um, by the boys in my class. Or um, I remember one time in gym class, we were studying ping pong. Like, I don't understand how you can study ping pong, but <laughs> that's what we were doing. Right. <laughs> and I had leaned into the table and the table snapped and broke in half. And I remember everybody laughing at me. And I remember running mm. into the locker room and just sobbing. Mm. And so that incident kind of marked my reputation um, as being the fat girl. And they didn't let me forget it. Hmm. Um, 
I, w- I would be a sophomore in high school. And that incident happened whenever I was in seventh grade. And here we are in sophomore year. Oh, hey, yeah, you remember whenever Mallory, like, broke the ping pong table? Yeah. You know, and, but they would never say it to my face. Right. You know, they yeah. never do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so binge eating became a way for me to cope with my feelings, with my depression, with my sadness, uh, because food was always there. It was always there. Um, and then whenever I started driving, oh man, my first job was at McDonald's, hmm. you know? <laughs> Just the excess of all the, oh, the yeah. food you can make. Oh yeah. Cause I worked at Taco Bell when I was like 18 mm-hmm. and so I, I remember making tacos that weren't even on the menu. I was just yeah, experimenting just with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes like I remember working at McDonald's and we weren't supposed to do this. So if my previous boss is listening, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but I would take. Or she's going to go to the employees and be like, is anybody doing this? Like, yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but I would take fries mm. like that would just come out out of the basket and I would eat them. And I wasn't the only one. But, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. I just couldn't stop eating. Yeah. And it just it. There was an addiction there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Anything else about the eating disorder that you would want to talk about? Yeah. Well, the binging led into an addiction with purging, Hmm. um, eating to get sick, because it was almost uh, a way for me to release that shame. Like, oh, I can eat all these calories, and Hmm. I can eat and eat and eat, and then I can just get rid of it by doing this one simple thing. Right. And so that went on for a lot of years. Um, up until maybe a year and a half ago. And wow. even with starting this weight loss journey, um, you know, it's been a fight. It's been a battle. There have been times where I've given in to that temptation. Mm-hmm. And every time the Lord is like, why? You don't yeah. have to live like that. You don't have yeah. to live in that past. Um, you know. It's like not, as sa- not as satisfying as you think you thought it was going to be, is it? Right. Like, no. Because that's what I feel when I struggle through that. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it wasn't really that satisfying. Yeah, it really wasn't. And I just, yeah. So I still struggle with it. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 27. Right. And I don't know if that'll ever go away. Um, it's definitely something that the Lord has used in my life to depend on him. Mm-hmm. Um, in those times of, oh my gosh, I just want to go and binge. But you know what really gets me on those binging? things is whenever I feel alone Hmm. and when I feel distant from God. Um, like you said, I'm a very sensitive person. I'm a, I'm a feeler. And so just a couple weeks ago, I had a binging episode to where I basically ate until I got sick and it was all because one of my friends canceled on me. Hmm. I was supposed to go out with them and hang out and they canceled and I got super mad. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's petty. Right. It's petty. Right, right. But I used that as an excuse to go and binge on sushi. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's sushi. No, it was a lot of sushi. It was a lot. Of sushi. It was yeah. a lot. And then afterwards, I went and I got a protein shake at the gym. Hmm. But nobody knew. Right. That I had just finished binging. Yeah, no one knew it. You know, no. Yeah, there was no banner above you that said, I just binged, binged yeah, sushi. Let me have this protein shake. <laughs> right. But I went because I wanted to justify what I did. Yeah. And I had this mindset like, oh, well, if I have a protein shake, then I'll feel better. Like, right, right. Somehow, somehow, like irrationally, that thought just made me feel better. 
but I felt even worse hmm. physically. And then I ended up going to church <laughs> <laughs> afterwards yeah. because, you know, that's, that's where it's you amazing. Should. It's amazing how I think everyone can be manipulative in a lot of different ways. Oh um, yeah. It's amazing how we manipulate ourselves oh. and, and it's amazing how we think we're manipulating God. I feel like we are, we are our worst enemies. I, I agree. I, I think yeah. sometimes we, I, I, like obviously Satan is the enemy. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But like, sometimes I don't think Satan has to do much. I think sometimes he just, in, just puts a little thought in your head. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's just a mm-hmm. downward spiral. Because I, I, I experienced that a lot. Yeah. And you know, like, it's interesting that you brought that up because something that's constantly being repeated in my life, whether it's by conversations or just things that I hear on the radio, is Satan isn't creative. He hmm. can't create things. Hmm. Only God can. And so Satan has to that's repeat good. things. Hmm. And and he, he knows our weaknesses. Oh, and yeah. he's going to throw it at our face like a brick. Right. And it's going to hit you hard. And, but that is, uh, having a relationship with the Lord and having that foundation is so important, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to start a journey like this, because, um, as I mentioned in the, in the pre-chat, um, yeah. losing weight is more than a physical thing. Right. Absolutely. It is, it is a mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, it's yeah. so taxing. And it, it's literally, it doesn't just stay at the gym, hmm. you know, it doesn't yeah. just stay at the restaurant. Let's, let's talk about the gym a little bit. You got some trainers that mm-hmm. are in your life now that weren't in your life because of this, you're in the, you're in this <laughs> level two of the weight loss program. And yeah. so who's like your primary trainer? Is that Cor- Corey? So, so you're talking to a Corey and then, yeah. so God gave you like this hard talk in the living room. Uh, you're doing a good job with the fly, by the way, that's in your face and trying to get around. Let's just acknowledge There's it. There's always just, flies everywhere. Just, I know. I'm like it's, that, too. I think they, they come they, from Amish I country. think they follow me, actually. I think, um, I'm just like, I hate flies. Like, it's just like, um, and so anyways, um, and so then God gave you a woman named mm-hmm. Corey, yes. who's a beast. And a shout out to Corey. Like, uh, she's Corey Levers. That's where it's at. When I'm working out, and then I see her working out in the gym, I'm like, I want to be like Corey. <laughs> like, like the way she works out, I'm just like, that's incredible. Yeah. Like, and and can I just uh side note here, Corey, um, God has oh man, there's a connection that her and I have. Yeah. And let me tell you something. God has been placing me in her family's life for years and I didn't even know it. Um, she didn't even know it until one day we were having a conversation and she's like, Oh my gosh, you know my niece, you know my sister in law, you mm. like I worked with her oldest daughter and all of a sudden now God has placed Corey in my life to physically train me, mm. um, to be healthy. Yeah. And, um, and, and then it, there's Becca. Uh, yeah. Becca. Becca. She's also a wonder she's woman. Incredible. She's incredible. She is awesome. I'm pretty sure she, she could be training UFC fighters. I, I, I like yeah. to call her UFC Becca. <laughs> Heck <laughs> yeah. Um, Becca, if you're listening, we need to chat. Um, <laughs> Um, she's gonna she's gonna teach me more about lifting. We just talked yeah. about this Saturday. Yeah, so. I've I've gone to her multiple times. I'm like, hey, can you teach me how to deadlift and teach me how to powerlift? Because I'm gonna be a powerlifter. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get after it. And she <laughs> right. gets so excited. And she's so positive. Like yes. she's so like always like lifting yeah. people up. She's she's quiet, but she is she's a spitfire. Yeah. You know, when you get her excited and just like passion, she's so passionate about what what she does. They all are. And that's something that I truly love about Route 250 is it's not just a job for them. And they are very passionate. Um, 
about nutrition, about making sure that you're feeling good, you know, and their goal isn't to make you so sore that you can't walk to your car, (laughs) even though it might feel like that. It's not, you know, and, but then there's Maxud and Rachel and they are. So so Sue's my my trainer. Yeah. And sometimes he ticks me off a lot and sometimes, (laughs) but other times I'm like, man, I love this guy. Like, yeah. But he's, he, yeah. he, is, he is literally in my ear every day. He's on my phone every day. Mm-hmm. Every single day. Does he text you at 4.30 in the morning? Uh, a couple <laughs> times. A couple times. But I think, <laughs> yeah. That's typical. <laughs> yeah. Like he, man, he just woke up to go to the gym. He's probably texting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Him and his wife, Rachel. Rachel's a nutritionist. Right. She's a nutrition coach. So she is so smart in knowing how... Um, how to track portion sizes, how to encourage you. Mm. Um, I remember this one time, it was whenever I first started level one. So it was probably July. I had Mm. made a dinner of zucchini noodles and a cashew almond salad. And I had a panic attack because I had this thought like, Oh my gosh, Mallory, you're going to gain weight if you eat this. Mm. And it was a full blown panic attack, hyperventilating snot coming out my nose. I mean, everything, like it was terrible. And you know what? I called her at eight o'clock at night and we talked for a whole hour. And by the time I was off the phone with her, my dinner was, I had eaten my dinner Mm -hmm. and you know, and her and Sue and all the trainers have been there to help me through that. Um, Sue Sue went grocery shopping with me. Yeah. Like he walked because I'm like, how do I do this on a budget? Yeah. Like how do I take $75 and make that stretch for like a week? And he like literally walked item by item by item with me and helps me. It was incredible. Yeah. And that's, it's so cool because I mean, whenever I would try and lose weight before it was always like, Oh, eating healthy is so expensive. It's really not. Right. It's really not. It's like you might spend maybe an extra five or $10. Right. You know, versus buying junk. You have to be really intentional. Yeah. 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 So do you know, so there's a few other trainers. I've not met them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know them? Have you met them? Yeah, there's Michelle, okay. uh, Michelle Levitt. She's actually a pediatrician, um, okay. doctor, and she has a background in childhood obesity. Wow. Um, so she's a personal trainer. She leads, uh, strong kids. Uh, her and Corey both lead strong kids, which is a kids program at the gym Mondays and Wednesdays. Super fun. It's awesome. If you have children, please bring them to Route 250 Strong Kids. <laughs> Which is Route 250 Health and Performance. Yes, right, Route right. 250 Health and Performance. Right, just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's Michelle. She's very passionate about mm. boxing, and uh, she's she's intense. Yeah. Um, I've boxed with her, and I couldn't breathe by the end of it. That's so awesome. I want to learn how to box really bad. <laughs> Let's do it. I Let's really want to learn. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, and she's super passionate and she loves the Lord. Um, and that's something too, like they all love Jesus. Yeah. And it's awesome. Cause you don't find that. Isn't there another new trainer? He's a guy. Yeah. Prince. I've not met him. Oh man. He, um, he's fresh out of high school. Really? He looks really? like he's 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks like a, like a man, like he's a man. Yeah. Like no, it. he is fresh out of high school. Really? Uh, but he loves hip hop. Awesome. Um, him and his sister, hey, they're actually doing a fundraiser. Really? Um, yeah, next Saturday. Um, Interesting. Yeah. They're doing hip-hop, turbo kick, which is like kickboxing and dancing at the same time, and then Zumba. Yeah. Is he? Is he it, does he know anything about the classes? We're getting way off track. We're getting excited. But does he know anything? Because <laughs> Olivia did a workout in Sandusky. My mom went her went to, they did this drum thing. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. 
Have you, we, do you know what I'm talking yep. about, the drum thing? Yeah. What's that called? It looks incredible. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to do it. There's a place in Dover that does that. I wonder if Route 250 would do it. Oh, I'm sure. That'd be We're going to make it happen. But they, they drum the balls, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's awesome, yeah. Um, so can we, can we, let's talk a little bit more with Corey, though, because she's more primary. Like, what, what is your relationship with Corey mm. that, that's been hard but been awesome? Oh, Oh man. Not, not Corey, me, Corey. You're yeah, Corey trainer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey has stepped up um, in this position of not only being my trainer, but also being a friend and like a spiritual mother hmm. uh, to me. And she is not afraid to get in my face. Yeah. And tell me the hard truth. And I am someone who needs that. I I will be standing at the end of the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. and needing to jump, but I'm not going to jump unless you push me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Corey has um, has been that voice in my head. Mm. Um, you know, she's if I want to fail, if I want to quit, she's down on my face and saying, "You have one more in you." Yeah, because. She always tells me, I see it in you. You are strong. And she's really good at encouraging and just reminding you of truth. She constantly spits scripture at you. (laughs) And her and I, we have this thing where, you know, if we're in our heads or we're just having a really bad day, we Uh clap our hands and we say, it just doesn't matter. Look at that. And we know what that means. And it just means to to let go. I'm like... It gonna, just gonna, doesn't matter, Corey. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, yeah. And yeah. now, like, I work at the gym, and so just throughout the day, I'll be like, it just doesn't matter, Corey. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. <laughs> and, you know, we remind each other to drink our water. <laughs> mm. She's just, she is my ride or die. Right on. She is my ride or die. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's how, great. How have you seen, um, just keeping the train going mm-hmm. here, how have you seen physical and mental changes in your body in the Ooh. past? Um, what, four months, right? Yeah. yeah. How, physical and mental changes in your body. Like, obviously, like, we all see physical changes, too. Like, like there's obviously physical changes. 50 mm-hmm. pounds off of somebody, like, you can see the physical change. But, yeah. like, there's obviously probably maybe mental changes that mm-hmm. people don't tend to see, right, because it's mental. But, like, I don't know. Like, how would you answer that? Physical, mental changes in your body. Yeah, well, physically, I mean... Four months ago, I couldn't deadlift 145 pounds. Right, right. <laughs> um, so just being able to see my body go from barely being able to lift 20 pounds mm. to 145. Um, one time I pulled 255 pounds on a sled. Yeah. Um, you know, that's like a full-grown man. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm I'm progressing in um being able to do things on the ground. So because of my pots, mm. um, my heart condition, I have to be careful with things that I do. And whenever I first started, I couldn't get down on the ground at all mm. because I would feel sick or I would feel like I'm going to pass out. And um, But now I'm able to do a low plank for 45 seconds That's incredible. and on my elbows. And, <laughs> you know, it's stupid hard, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and so it's just, it's physically, it's, amazing. I'm able to just move better. Um, Mm. I'm walking faster. I don't get out of breath very easily. Mm. Um, it's just, it's great. And mentally I'm, I just feel clear. Mm. Like my mind is clear. 
And even when I'm stressed out or when I feel like I don't have a lot of control in something, it's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Right. And I don't know, like this lightness has just come over me uh, these past four months. And I feel happier. Hmm. I am definitely not where I was yeah, um, de- yeah, definitely in not. April, May, and June. Yeah. Definitely not there. You know what's interesting about you from things I've noticed, like, other than the weight loss, but like, like there's a more of a content self control that mm. you have about yourself. I don't know if that makes sense. Can you um, explain? Like, you and I are very emotional people. Mm-hmm. You don't seem like you're. You don't seem like everything that you say is so emotionally drastic. Like, like you, you, there's a lot more. You have more confidence. Yeah, uh, you you have your emotions more under control. Like yeah, you have more control over like the thought process. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how to explain. Yeah, it, but I think like, like, yeah. there's just a, like a more of like a stability. Yeah, yeah, emotional stability there. Um, yeah. and it it just it's very encouraging. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean definitely like don't get me wrong. Like I still have my days. Right. I mean, I have my days where I just want to go and pound some Dairy Queen, (laughs) 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 you know, like, um, but it is, I am able to, um, through God, I am able to have that mindset of now you don't need to go to food. Hmm. You don't need Dairy Queen to make you feel better because that's going to be a temporary fix. That's not going to be a life sustaining fix, um, to a temporary problem. Right. You know, and right. and it's, yeah. And it doesn't mean we can't have Dairy Queen ever again in no, our life. No, like, But right now I'm in a season where if I have that, you better believe I'm going to start going back. So right. there's right. control. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, which I didn't have before. Uh, what about mentally even like, how have you seen a change in just your everyday mental life? Again, I think it would just be, I feel free. Hmm. I feel like, sometimes I feel like I'm walking on clouds. <laughs> like, right. you know, today after I walked out of the gym, I was I was proud yeah. of who I am becoming. And, you know, I always like to say, I'm becoming Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm becoming Wonder Woman. And that is such a, like, such an amazing analogy and I know she's this fantasy fictional character, <laughs> but Wonder Woman, man, she's strong. She's strong. She's right. confident. Right. She, she's a fighter. Yeah, yeah. She's a warrior and she does not stop. She yeah. doesn't stop. If you've seen Wonder Woman, man, <laughs> she, that girl, she never stops. Right. And I want to be like that. Yeah. You know? And so I walk around sometimes pretending I'm wearing her lasso of truth and her little bands well, you got that the lasso she has. of truth with you. Oh, Bible, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Yeah. That's but such a great analogy, though. Yeah. I love it. And uh, at the gym, they started calling me Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, right. And I love it. It's it's very encouraging. If and I got you a cape, would you wear it around? Too? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. People would be like, there's that lady with the, where's the cape? The hey, cape. okay. Confession time. Becca, uh, my trainer, yeah. uh, we actually started getting to know each other outside of the gym. And I yeah. went over to her house one night to watch Wonder Woman. And you better believe I showed up wearing Wonder Woman earrings, Wonder Woman shirt. <laughs> I had my red, white, and blue leggings on. The only thing that was missing was the cape, the shield, and the bracelets. Right on. So we knew what you were going to be for Halloween. 
Yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, here, here's uh, where the 40 minute mark. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of go. But like um, your journey depending on God instead of food and how food has no control over you. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, man, I, I've been saying Jesus in the gym saved my life. And it's true because this whole transformation of losing weight has made me depend more on God than probably ever in my life um, because it brings up a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that people don't want to talk about. Um, and there's been so much healing um, that has happened, um, whether it's through a breakthrough that happens at the ropes and I scream at the top of my lungs out of nowhere, right. or it's being able to lift that 145 pound deadlift Heck and, yeah. and being able to walk out and say, thank you, Lord. Hmm. And, you know, I go to bed at night and I'm like, thank you, Lord, for another day that I can move my body mm-hmm. because I was getting to a point to where I couldn't. Like it, right. it physically hurt to move my body. Right. And I'm 27. Right. It shouldn't hurt to move my body. And it almost makes me think of the story of Lazarus, hmm. you know, and he died and he was, he was long gone <laughs> and Jesus just woke him up yeah. like it was nothing. Right. And that's how I feel. Or hmm. like the little girl who died and she, and Jesus says little girl get up hmm. get up and walk and that's me yeah that's what he's doing in my life and ah uh, there is no room for satan <laughs> <laughs> none you know i uh like hearing you all you say this and everything and as we're closing things up here um i remember going to my doctor uh dr spencer spencer pinion Shout out if he's listening. He's probably not, but um, he was. This is back a couple of years when I was in the four hundred mark. Mm-hmm. I was four hundred five. That was the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Um, I'm in the three fifties right now, trying awesome. to trying to get out the, the damn fifties, man. It's just really. I hard. get it. Um, I get it. Keep going. And so, I remember him saying that. Um, he said, "If I could cure anything on this earth, it wouldn't be AIDS. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be cancer. It would be obesity issues." Mm-hmm. And to hear him talk about why, and and he said also not that not that he, he recognizes those other things aren't bad. No, obviously those things are not what people want, you know. But and they're destructive and they kill people. And but he his passion just about that. And then he, he was sharing a story that he was doing a conference at Kent State Tusk with some mm-hmm. other doctors or like some other students and doing a seminar. And someone raised their hand and they said, you know what, doctors. Dr. Spencer, what what do you think is the most needed thing we need to hear? Mm-hmm. And in the midst of all of what we're talking about, and he said, the woman next door that's talking about um, child obesity, that one. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the most important one. Because children who grow up obese develop more depression and anxiety yeah. and and develop all these bad things to their body. And it's almost like a it becomes a part of their life that they can't. It's like, it's their, it's their identity. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's just all these other things come with it. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about your body, like mm-hmm. aching. And so like, that was so, like, I, I remember walking out of that doctor's office thinking, oh my gosh, like, like just thinking like, and then I just started thinking about my life and just as a child, just not having a good relationship with food and all yeah. this stuff. And just, um, that's deep. 
and so I, I just hear everything you've said today and it just it's it's awesome i I think what's awesome too is about a podcast and doing an episode like this is the days that you feel discouraged, or the days you mm-hmm. are in your head, or the days you could just flip this on. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if there's someone that's out there that's discouraged, mm-hmm. you can use this and go, mm-hmm. hey, li- listen to this. I yeah. I was on this ep- in this podcast talking about this, you know, yeah. and listen to this and, and let's get together and work through that. And so uh, I'm excited to see how you're going to use use this as is is to help other people. Yeah. Too. And I and I do want to say that to anybody out there who is uh struggling with obesity or an eating disorder or binge eating, um there is hope. Yeah. There is hope and change is possible. Um and the hardest thing is taking that first step. What would you say to anyone? <clears throat> Two more questions. Here's mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. What would you say to anybody who's just like, "Oh, whatever, Mel. I can't really take you serious." Like it's only been four months. Let's just give her another four and we'll see what, let's just see the, the honeymoon will be over. It'll all fade away. Like what, what would you say to that person who's kind of throwing some shade? What would you say to that? I know you're revving up right now. Like, I see, like, <laughs> like your wonder woman's coming out of you right now. You're like, but I, I'm curious what you, what, what you would say back to, to the skeptic. I've actually encountered that. Okay. Um, and you know, it's hard to, it's hard to hear. But it makes me want to prove them wrong. It makes me want to be like, you know what? Can you lift 145 pounds in four months? Right. Like, can you do this? Right. And, but it also, it just reminds me that I'm not doing this for people. Hmm. I'm not doing it for people. Hmm. Um, I'm doing it for the Lord yeah. and for myself. That's and awesome. Yeah. You know, people's opinions, they're not going with me in eternity. Those opinions aren't going with me. That's awesome. And so, but it's also hard too because I am a people pleaser. Right. I want to make people happy and I want people to be proud of me. Yeah. Um, And I think that's just human nature um, within us, but it just doesn't matter. That's that's (laughs) great. I I have just one more question. Yeah. Before I ask this last question, (laughs) we land this. Is there anything else you want to, you want to share or get out? Mm, Just, just do it. Okay. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can tell if you're talking about me asking the question. I mean, yeah, go (laughs) ahead. Just do it, Corey. (laughs) Um, Let's give a charge out to the person that's struggling with their weight, um, struggling with binge eating, struggling with the mindset of, I just, I know I need to lose weight. I know I need New Year's resolutions coming up, right? Mm -hmm. Jim's going to be more packed until about February or March, right? Yeah. Um, what, What would you say to that person? That's, that's that that was Mallory a few months ago mm-hmm. in our living room with my wife and I and Whitney that was there. Like yeah. just what what would you say to the person that's listening to this going, Man, I I just I don't know if I can do it. You can. Love yourself and know that you can. And with Christ all things are possible. There's nothing, nothing in this world that you can't do. And know that you are worth living. And you know, I saw this quote that said something along the lines of, if you don't focus on your health, you're going to be focusing on your death. And it's so true because I literally felt like my body was dying. And, but I know that the Lord has great plans for me and for that person who is struggling. And it does not involve dying from obesity. I know that because his plans aren't for destruction. And yeah, 
reach out to someone and be honest. <laughs> and it is scary. It is scary to be honest. But man, there is so much freedom when truth is told. It's like darkness is lifted and Jesus just comes in, <laughs> just comes in like that, that superhero, you know, and yeah, you are worth living. That's, that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Step Up to the Mic podcast. Feel free to reach out to me for any questions or feedback. Hope to hear from you soon.